Greetings, greetings, greetings. Welcome to the Simply Jamie podcast. Some people probably saw this, came across it like, who is Jamie? Who is that? Well, I'm a rather interesting person. I have a few unique interests. Music is one of them. I'm a musician. Sometimes I'm a band director, which, you know, an educator. Very opinionated black female. And I always have a lot to talk about, current events. So this was due to popular demand. I really didn't want to get in the podcast game because I have trouble being technologically proficient. But um, here we are, you know, and everybody's in the game. Everybody's doing podcasts now. So I really didn't want to. I don't like being a part of the crowd. But if it's something that will allow me to speak freely, now Facebook, you can't talk like you used to. And which I'll talk about that. I'll talk about what's going on with that as well. So buckle your seatbelt. And you know, while I try to figure this out, it's gonna be good. And I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, 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 back. Okay, so, um, hey, everybody. Welcome to my first podcast. I am so, so excited. I have so many things to talk about in this first episode. And I also want to do a mini album review if you will, a mini album review of the Michael Jackson Bad album. And uh, because music is one of my passions, of course, music is my favorite thing to do. If you don't know who I am, I am a 39-year-old mother. I'm a 39-year-old mother of three. And I am sometimes a band director and an educator and I speak and I write and I've had articles published in regards to education, K-12 education. I have some super strong opinions related to it. I have a couple of things I've been going through. I'm a very transparent person, so I talk about everything out in the open. And um, I used to do this on Facebook Live, but due to this recent situation, I'm not going to do that anymore. So eventually, once I get this podcast figured out, I'll also do video to um, post on YouTube along with everything. 
Um, so I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm following God's orders by doing this and talking to people who like to hear me talk in my own platform, literally. everyone again I don't know why I'm saying hey to y'all again I'm just nervous because this is my first one what I want to start with is current events for this particular episode I don't know how many people watched the debate last night I actually missed it and uh, I hate that I missed it I'm gonna I'm sit down and watch it at some point but I am like low-key addicted to CNN at this point. <laughs> so like my TV is on CNN, my uh, laptop, when I'm working on my MacBook, it's on CNN. I've been addicted to CNN since all of this stuff popped off in March. I have been seriously addicted, which is weird because I used to hate watching the news. Um, it's just, you know, this is these are times where, you know, I've never seen the world in this kind of state of mind as it is right now. It's rather strange. It's rather strange time to to uh to live in right now with with all of this stuff going on. This Trump stuff and I mean, Trump, oh my god. God. I tell you this, Trump has, he has people going crazy at this point. He has his people going crazy. And, you know, along with this, with this particular podcast, I'm, I speak on race a lot. I, I speak openly a lot regarding race. So, and I'm in the South. So sometimes you may hear me use I hope no one gets offended, but it's just my culture and my upbringing. But right now, Trump got white folks going crazy. I'm just going to go to say it. He got white people going nuts right now. If you are white, Trump has you going crazy right now. Um, these people are, you know... Whereas there was a time where white people, you know, they were scared of you, you know, kind of scared of black people and different things like that. They not scared no more, y'all. They are absolutely not scared anymore. They are confrontational. They are starting things. They are inciting as much as they talk about the riots that's currently going on. They're inciting riots. They're inciting riots. And they're inciting riots about things such as wearing masks and different things of that nature. Uh, they are going nuts, y'all. So, you know, where we are with that, I actually don't have any idea because 
it is absolutely nuts at this point um i have been experiencing a lot of like i've never i've I've never actually talked to white people as much before or had any dealings with them um i i have some very good friends and i've had teachers that were white and different things and they are excellent 100 percent great people but it's this new type of white person that's out there this militant white person and it's the same thing that they were scared of us for being right they were scared of black people we were militant we were you know this and that and the other the angry black woman and now y'all we got white people out here with machine guns and different things and they are gunning they are gunning for you so if you are the type of person like me that holds their head up high and loves to speak and loves to talk about things and and have conversation nowadays we can't even have different opinions about things you know the way it's going now you can't even have a different opinion if you have a different opinion from someone else then it becomes a whole debacle i mean this right now we're living in what they call cancel cancel culture right Everybody is canceling each other out. Everybody is canceling each other out. And um, it is absolutely crazy. People are going after people's jobs. These are some times we're living in. Um, And we definitely can speak to that. It's it's, It's just a time for... It's a time where we're needing, we're needing, we're needing God. We're needing Jesus more than anything right now. There are, I don't know where this Trump guy came from. I know he was the dude on The Apprentice or what have you. He was on Home Alone too. He was like the rich guy. Basically, his name is just, you know, affiliated with people with money or whatever. And he has his little Trump Towers or whatever. But I don't even know how an individual like this became the president. You know, I don't even know how that even became a thing. And when he first started running... I thought he was joking. I really thought that it was like a April Fool's joke or what have you. And he was really serious. Moving on to current events that are not politically related because that makes my head hurt at this time. Apparently, Lisa Ray of Players Club fame, my girl Lisa Ray, what's her name on that? Diamond. Diamond has joined OnlyFans. Okay, fellas. She has joined OnlyFans. She has a page on OnlyFans now. Now, I'm not sure what she's doing on there. She may be just talking, you know, different things like that. But her subscription price for her OnlyFans page is $20 a month. So you can go on there and see her doing whatever she wants to do on her OnlyFans. I know a lot of people, when they think of OnlyFans, they think about nasty stuff. 
and not everybody goes on there doing nasty stuff is what I was told. I've never been on there. So I don't know. Those of you that go on there, just comment and let me know what they're doing on there related to anything. However, then we have going on, y'all. We have we have oh lord what else we got oh amber rose we got amber rose this lady who walks around to me and one thing you will 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 get over time to me if you ain't black you white okay that's that's just how i i think so this white woman uh, that was messing with kanye and he and he seems to love him some white women uh, even though he was the one to say what was his verse in don't, don't what was his verse in in that song uh don't murder no gold digger you know what i'm saying that he had all that in there leave you leave your ass for a white girl but he loved him some white girls so amber rose is saying that he bullied her for a decade and she's sick and tired of him she is sick and tired of him bullying her. So she's uh, speaking about him. I guess he was like calling her a prostitute and different things of that nature. But she kind of is. But I don't know. As to me, I don't follow her like that. So I'm not going to speak on that. But I know she had a slut movement or something going, trying to speak on how... Um, I guess how women, I guess her, her idea was that women are supposed to be able to show their bodies and they want to. And, you know, I don't, I don't know how I personally feel about that, but anyways, moving on y'all Terrence Howard, y'all boy Terrence, y'all boy T he's suing Fox for the use of his image on the empire logo. Y'all, how long they don't had that that doggone logo used on that show? And he just now, he just now suing over it? Y'all, did they change the logo or something? Because I don't know. I didn't watch Empire. After the first season, I didn't watch it anymore. So I would not be able to say whether or not. But it looks the same to me looking at it. It looks like the exact same logo that they had previously. So I'm trying to figure out why all of a sudden now he trying to sue over. It just looked like in these COVID streets, y'all, everybody trying to get money. Everybody's trying to get money. These COVID streets don't make it hard for everybody. They don't make it hard for everybody out here. Um, so y'all keep Terrence in prayer and uh, Amber and who else? We was talking about and Lisa Ray trying to get her some little extra coins by joining OnlyFans. So there you go with the current events. I will be back. The next segment that I will be doing is what's going on with Jamie this week. Because y'all, it's always something. I'll be right back. All right, all right. So now it's time to do the Jamie, what's up with you? 
What's up with you? Okay. It's always something, y'all. I, I promise you. I hate to be the 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 uh you know stereotypical all my life I've had to fight. But it is true. It is true in regards to my life. I have had to fight for everything. Everything. Everything from my education to my marriage to my existence to working and gaining employment for my degrees that I was able to obtain. Everything that I've ever gotten in life. I have had to work super hard and there were always obstacles in the way related to these things. If you're not one of my followers, you wouldn't know this, but I was recently terminated from a job with a school district for absolutely nothing. <laughs> I mean, in all essence, it was absolutely nothing. Um, basically, you know, I was a part of the COVID, the COVID protest that all the teachers are doing and carrying on. You know, everybody's been doing them everywhere. I was a part of that. And you all know this, this thing regarding the schools and education, it is so divided amongst color lines. You know, you can clearly see it's the black people that are using common sense and saying, look at these numbers. I don't want to be in this building. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to take this home to my family. And then you have another, you have a section of white women, or as I call them, the Karens. They believe that, you know, there's nothing going on. They they believe in the Trump way, you know, whatever Trump is talking about, whatever it is he says, when even when he says drink bleach, they believe in that. So, and I'm, I'm not even going to say it's all the black people with the other side either, but it just looks like that. Even in the metro Atlanta area, when the decisions were being made, if the district had Black superintendents, such as Clayton, Atlanta, DeKalb, they chose to start virtual right away. You know, it was no question. We're not putting our people in the building. The ones that had white superintendents, they took forever to make a decision because they were trying to play both sides, you know, and some of the districts, they offered hybrid options. There were some who opened right on up. And so in a particular case of the district that I was newly hired in this school year, we were one of the last ones to find out anything. So we, they have a white superintendent and this superintendent wanted to play both sides of the fence. So basically waited until like a week before, you know, teachers were supposed to report or new teachers 
and then pushed it back another week, you know, and she did decide to start virtual, but it was only because there were football team, a football team were sick. You know, there were individuals sick on one of the high school football teams. There were, there were administrators sick already from being at the school over the summer. So she had to go virtual. So, but in the time that we were waiting, you know, for what she was going to do, all the other Metro districts had made decisions and put their decisions out there. Even the one right next door to them made made their decision. And we just knew as soon as they said, okay, they're starting virtual because they have a black superintendent. We knew we were up next. We didn't hear anything. So as tension builds up and everything, you know, everybody gets more and more passionate about it, you know. So the teachers, we were, we were scared for our lives. So we did a protest. And we were in the comments when when the uh, newspaper, the local newspaper, posted things about the the uh, whether or not what the school school district was gonna do. And so you know you had those ignorant comments in the papers with the people saying that the teachers are lazy and we didn't want to work and we didn't want to do anything besides sit home. And I see those things and I ask myself, I say self. Every year in August, you don't never hear about this. Until This is the first time you've ever heard of teachers <clears throat> protesting here in Georgia anyway because we don't have a union related to going back to school. How is an outsider, someone who is not affiliated with this, to sit here and say and call me lazy and sorry, and a lazy government worker that doesn't want to work, you know, I'm the type of person I'm not going to sit in the ranks and in the back talking, you know. And when we did this protest, it was amazing to me. There were several, several people there on the other side because a board member told them that we were doing the protest that day. This particular board member wrote a Facebook post that was filled with all of Trump's rhetoric, you know. And so she basically told this group of people that we were protesting and they came with the pitchforks. So, as you know, teachers are always afraid for their jobs. So over there on our side, it's like six of us over there with red shirts on. And there's like Billy Bob and them. It's like a hundred of them, you know, and their kids and their wives and everybody. And, uh, you know, it was just a mess. You know, I really literally that day that I was there, I felt like it was a lynching. I really did. I felt like it was like a modern day lynching. The teachers, some some of the teachers that were there, which it wasn't that many of us, they were afraid to show their faces. They were, you know, one of them spoke to the news. She didn't want her face on camera. I, being the unafraid individual, I'm going to speak up for everybody because that's just how I am. 
I spoke to the newspaper and I let them use my name. Um, I also replied to this board member's post <clears throat> that was full of all of this Trump rhetoric that I felt. It just wasn't fair. The, the post, it was inaccurate. She was telling the community things such as the teachers had. We apparently, to her, 90% of us wanted to go back in the building. And the teachers, they, we had a choice. That's what she was telling her, her, uh, her, her fan club, that we had a choice whether or not we wanted to go in the building. And that wasn't true, you know. And she was also saying that she was putting fear in their hearts and telling them that if we did not open up in person for instruction, that bus drivers and, you know, different people are going to lose their jobs, you know. And that wasn't true because they had hired the bus drivers to to do lunches and different things. You know, everybody still had something to do. But it was really about her personal situation and her personal child. And she has a group of followers that believe in that. So basically, when I responded to her post, I just want to go ahead and say, perhaps I waged war, you know, with this particular board member and her crew. I wasn't expecting, you know, I was expecting maybe some backlash from it, but you don't really expect full out retaliation like what I received, you know, because those types of things are illegal. It's illegal to retaliate against teachers. I was retaliated against. I went to new teacher orientation for the district. I went the first four days, on the fourth day, and on the fourth day of this, I was called into the media center and asked to resign by the principal. I said, for what? You know, and so they told me that a community member dropped a Facebook video of me using derogatory language in the superintendent's email. And so I said to them, I said, well, resign? Okay, what, you know, I know what this video is. You know, it's just me talking about, I was talking about a situation that was going on at my alma mater. Hashtag Hell Wildcats. Um, and I'll explain that more in detail. But it was not anything worthy of resignation. You know, when you think resignation, you know, like that, you're thinking porn video. You're thinking the teacher naked. You thinking the teacher is like somewhere drunk, killing people and shanking them. You know, <laughs> it was nothing like that. Basically, what happened, there was a video that a young lady did down in Daytona at our HBCU. And she did it was it was disgusting. It was it was cheap, it was low budget, it was it was very, very ridiculous.
So I forgot to put my phone on. Do not disturb. I received a call. But, uh, you know, this, this, they, you know, they asked me to resign. And I'm like, what am I resigning for? Like, you never said anything to me before. I was just using profanity at home, you know, talking about something everybody was talking about. And this young lady in this video, it was disgusting. It was, it was on. I'm also a member of Zeta Phi Beta sorority. It was on our plot. And if you know anything about black educated people and they, organizations we are dead serious all the way to the end so uh i we were like trying to talk to the girl about taking it down and different things and you know they weren't being responsive they were you know like cussing us out and making videos about the zetas and about different people and calling names and, and all of that kind of stuff and so here's me again I'll step up and say something, you know, and I did that and I went live on my Facebook and I was going off on this girl, you know, about this. And ironically, I am using profanity, but ironically, I'm speaking to her about why that was a bad idea and how you can do better. Okay, I shouldn't have used profanity, but, you know, I was in the moment. Well, one of these soccer moms uh, that's affiliated with this particular board member, they went fishing on my page, which you didn't have to fish on my Facebook page because it's public. It's set up as a musician page. Uh, I don't have anybody's school district on it. I identify as a musician, so I, I keep everything open, you know, and I talk about current events and different things in my life like I'm doing now on this podcast and you know I was never thought in a million years that someone would go and do something like that but they took that and I guess they used that to try to make me lose my job you know and what's What's crazy about it is, you know, again, something like that, a first defense, I'm on a contract, all of that, that would not have normally even been a blip in a regular school district, you know, but this, this particular school district is very different. So basically, they, they, I mean, I'm not going to go into everything, but they basically, I feel like I was given the scarlet letter, you know, over this. I refused to resign, you know, and the the superintendent, very personal, you know, she she has some kind of personal vendetta against me. And I, I believe that with all my heart. What I what if I could say anything related to this, it is another, it's indicative of another reason why it's hard to be a black female in America. Not just being black, but being a black female. Because I was able to hold my ground and speak my mind. And I did not mind doing so with my head held high to these women in regards to my opinion related to my health. They had a problem, you know, they don't like that, you know, 
How dare you speak to me? I'm a Southern white woman, you know? And so the day they, they, I refused to resign the Thursday. And then the Friday I came back and these people, they locked me out of the school building. You know, like I had turned a table over on, on them or something, or like I had came in there and left and came back and tried to shoot up the place, you know, and nothing should have been done to that level, you know. Um, so I went and met with that superintendent that day that I tried to go and I was locked out. And like I say, very indignant, very, you know, very rude, very, very personally, like her stake in it, speaking to her, it sound, it really sound to me, it was like too much. Like maybe she was in cahoots with these women, you know, because when she decided to go virtual, that same group of women turned against her. They turned against her and they had a petition out asking for her resignation and different things. So, you know, I don't know if it was to get back in good graces with the white crowd over there or it was being a favor being done for someone. We never find out who sent them the video. We did an open records request. We paid the necessary fees and we never received any of her emails that we requested. We never received any of her text message on her district phone. We did not get any of these items. And, and we know why we did not get any of these items. Because there will lie the discrepancy. And then we would be able to prove 110% retaliation. So we're going through the proper channels to try to get these open records at this time. But make a long story short, you know, I, um, I, we did a hearing. They made me out to be some kind of, uh, I mean, you would think it I was an animal, you know, the way, the way they spoke in that hearing. Uh, I knew I didn't have a chance of winning. It was a school district hearing. So it's being judged on by board members. Board members want to continue to, to rub elbows with the superintendent. So the they're going to vote with whatever Madam Boss say to vote. They're going to vote just like that. So I wasn't expecting anything. They didn't have, you know, most bigger districts, they'll have a tribunal, you know, which is an impartial party, you know, of retired educators, retired administrators, you know, things of that nature. They did not have that. They had, you know, the, the woman who has, whose crew is out to get me was sitting there with a vote, you know? So I, I knew, I knew, you know, I, I didn't stand a chance with their hearing. And, um, so where do we stand now? You know, uh, I would like to go to the state board next with this thing, but, uh, you have to obtain the transcripts. Well, the hearing I did that day was six hours. I have to pay for each sheet of paper and the time that the uh, typist spends to type up these transcripts. So in total, it came up to $830, in which I don't have at this time because I'm not working. You know, my paycheck stopped when they decided to terminate me. Really, when we decided to do the hearing, my paycheck stopped. 
So, you know, I'm unable to pay that. I do have an EEOC complaint in place and they move rather slowly, you know, so my, my, uh, my interview with them is in December and, you know, we're filing on discrimination, uh, basically based on health and everything, you know, race and everything and retaliation because I was retaliated against and it's clear as day, you know, and I do want to say thank you to that community, the black community in that area. They were very responsive and they were, they were immediately reaching out to me. Uh, the, the Zeta Phi Beta chapter out that way. Thank you to y'all. They have been reaching out like we will pray for you, you know, whatever. Um, because it's just a totally bizarre case. It's very, very, very bizarre. And and so many laws and rules were broken as it pertains to the contract and the teacher. Uh, very dirty, very, very dirtily done. Very horribly done, should I say. So what's going on, which leads me to today, what's going on with me? Well, I'm trying to sub. I'm trying to be a substitute teacher at this time. And I was very close to obtaining a position, you know, that was actually a long-term position in music, which is what I teach. And uh, they, the, they were ready to push my stuff through and everything. And then the uh, HR investigator called me and said, there's a ethics complaint. No, he's, he told me it was an ethics violation first. It's an ethics violation on your certificate that you didn't tell us about. And I'm like, what? I didn't know anything about nothing like that. You know, I didn't receive anything in the mail or anything like that. So I called a union rep and found out that it was, it was, it was a complaint that someone did. And it was prior to the hearing that we had even. So again, it's another one of those community members over there that called and, and put that on my, on there. So basically what happens with that is they, the, the, um, the crediting or the, the people who give us our licenses, y'all, they have to meet and they'll decide whether or not they want to investigate this complaint or not. Uh, I would hope not because nothing I did related to this, you know, they're trying to blame everything on the video and they had some guy to come in and say that I called him a racist and on Facebook, you know, just think none of it had anything to do with teaching and learning, teaching children. I didn't do anything to anyone's children. It just became a matter of I'm going to get you by any means necessary. And we're going to find a way to get you, you know, and uh, it's just unfortunate, you know, it's just unfortunate that people are like that right now. A lot of, a lot of people are very, very evil, you know? So with that being said, you know, I was just been running into roadblocks left and right, left and right, you know? And so with this, sub opportunity I was really excited for you don't even have to have a, a you don't even have to be a certified teacher to substitute you know 
And it's just like amazing. I, I First of all, you know, I guess my certificate was being checked because they pay $10 more if you have a certificate. $10, y'all. 10 I ain't worried about that $10. And I told the man yesterday, I said, you know, I'm willing to work for just a regular sub price if until this thing gets cleared up or whatever, they decide what they're going to do with this complaint. You know, I was willing to do all of that. And then the gentleman, he, it was like, he's just keeps trying to find roadblocks to put in my way. You know, um, we, we did, I spoke to someone else this morning and we had them to, uh, talk to, uh, I had my attorney to, she asked him to write a letter saying that, you know, it's not an actual violation on there. It's a complaint, uh, you know, and he worded everything out, the laws and everything. So then the next thing we turn that in and then the gentleman emails me back and says, we'll be unable to hire you because you didn't check the box that said resignation or whatever. People, I did my application with them in February. Okay, you can clearly see that that's when I did that application. None of this had even happened when I originally completed that application. I signed up to substitute and had all those references put in and everything, in, like I say, in February. And they actually called me to come sub to, to actually uh, put me on the list. I had to go through a workshop or something. And right when that happened, COVID hit. You know, COVID hit and then everything shut down. And so I had round about August, I think. I went, I got a call, got an email from them. And, I, and are you still interested in sub? Because you know, they need subs bad right now. Um, and I didn't respond to that one. Cause I was, I was in the mix with that stuff. And then, uh, this week something said, you know what? Follow up on that, you know, follow up on that and find out what happened. So I followed up on it and I had a interview with the, with the lady. She was very impressed and, you know, we were good to go and everything. And um, then, and so I never, you know, if you've ever done a school district application, it is at least about a two hour process. Okay. It is, it's about a two hour process. I didn't go back and do anything to the application. You know, the lady asked me to add two references that work for the district. And I did that. But I didn't go in there and look at anything else. You know what I'm saying? I added that and then I hit submit, finish, you know, because I'm thinking I'm under the impression, you know, like I say, I'm subbing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, y'all, it's just, you know, it's just it's it's just unfortunate right now. And it's just it's a rough time. It's just a rough time for everybody. You know, I people should should. Give grace to people during this time. Be a little more empathetic. You know, be a little more willing to to help someone. Because people are going through so much right now. People are losing their homes. They can't feed their children. This household right here is in a place it's never been before. With, with all the stuff that I've been going through the last year or so. So 
you know, you would just think that people would be a little bit more gracious during this time and not be so cutthroat towards others, you know? And, you know, my attorney, he said, you know, they can hire you with that. Even if it was a violation, they can hire you. They, they've hired people before. It's just that they don't want to, you know? And I just, you know, it's just absolutely crazy. I have an absolutely clean record. You know, I do anything to anybody's kid. This whole thing is about me using profanity on my porch at my house, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, you know, it's just a tough time for everybody. And, you know, we just still have people out there being complete assholes to others, you know. And, you know, again, here's another instance of do you ask yourself, is it because I'm black? You know, is it because of that? If I was a white candidate, would I be, you know, with, with the vetting process to just substitute be this, this much? You know, you, you don't get investigated this much to become a regular teacher. You know, and then you start wondering because we in the South, you know, home of the good old boy network, you know. And you think you know who's in cahoots with who, but you really don't know. And, and... I don't know if this gentleman is in cahoots with someone. You know, I have no idea. But I just know with my with my personality, I am very, very persistent. And I am very, very driven. And when I feel like I'm being done wrong, I'm not going to let go of it. You know, and, and um, this situation with this current substituting thing is just ridiculous. It's just totally ridiculous. You could say apply to another county. I could, you know, I have actually, I just haven't received a call back, you know, but this district is where I live and my children go to school. And I've been trying to actually, you know, get on with them for, for a couple years now. And, uh, this summer, I had actually had an interview with a school in the district, and I had that at the same on the same day I had the Newton County interview, actually, and I got chosen for the Newton County job before him oh before the district called me back, and so anyway, but they went with someone else anyway, but you know it's just like. It's just, you know, you go two steps forward, you go two steps back, you know, and I'm, I don't know, I'm just having a hard time right now. So, you know, like I say, just say a prayer and just, just say a prayer. That's all I can ask for, you know, at this time. Well, I'll be right back. All right, so now that I don't sit here and got to crying and being upset, I want to move on to, you know, it's my hope that, 
you know, as time goes on, the what's up with Jamie gets a little bit more cheerful, but I can't say it right now. It's it's just been a dark cloud for, for quite a while now. And, uh, you know, it's just nothing I can do about it besides just let all this stuff play out. You know, let it all play out. Uh, I'm going to continue to pray that someone makes a decision re- re- regarding this this sub and thing, you know, because it's just absolutely nuts. They have openings. They have elementary music openings because the teachers are going out on leave, you know, and uh, they have a need for a long-term subs in those class and who would be better than me to do that when you can't ever find fine art subs fine art subs are like needles in the haystack and you got one sitting right there in your stack and you sitting up here talking about some dumb mess you know so i don't know that's why i say a lot of times with education it irritates me because it's not about the children it's not. It has nothing to do with the children. And in a way, I wish I can be done with that profession. But it's what I'm trained to do. And it's what I do like the back of my hand, you know. And so I got to keep I got to keep going. So anyways, let's push forward. I said I was going to do a album review of Michael Jackson's Bad Album. Michael Jackson's Bad Album. So during that time, he, okay, I was not, I will say this. I was not a fan of this album when it first came out during that time. I might have been, I was born in 1981. So I might have been, it was 1987. So I was six years old, six, seven, eight years old, you know, up in there. And the only thing that I knew about this album, which, which, which is crazy, I didn't put two and two together that Moonwalker, right? So my grandma had the Moonwalker tape on VHS and every Wednesday she was off. So she would cook for us her baked potatoes and steak in the microwave and And we would go over there because we live right next door to our grandma. And what we ran there to go do, me and my brother, was to watch Moonwalker. You know, and she was always like, y'all never get tired of that tape. You know, and we, nope, we never get tired of it. But I did not put two and two together that that was the bad album. I didn't put two and two together that. So all of this is just kind of recent. And I say I wasn't a fan of the album because, you know, everybody thought the but is mine thing was funny. And and then it was like all those rumors that Michael Jackson was gay because he said that. And uh, y'all, I grew up around uh, hood, hood, hood black folks. So they thought it was hilarious when he said that and everybody picked on you if you, you know, if you liked it or whatever. And uh, the, he, you know, his skin changed quite a bit dramatically uh, when he came out with the Bad Album, you know. And so when you saw that cover and you saw pictures in him, you're like, what the heck happened? So just at this point, it was starting to be probably not as cool to like Michael Jackson, you know, even though I love him. He is my favorite artist. Uh, he's my favorite, favorite artist ever. But just at that time, it just wasn't like 
as cool. It wasn't the thriller days. It was like, okay, he's weird, this, that, this, that. I didn't necessarily listen to all that. I was still a fan, but you know, you know how it is with us black folk. We fall in and out with Michael, but at the end of the day, we love him. So I, I, my husband actually got me into this album and he has always loved it, you know, and he is now musician wise with us in terms of knowing records and, and knowing who to listen to. He put me on the Prince. I didn't know about Prince y'all. Nobody told, I, I really didn't know about Prince because we weren't allowed to listen to <laughs> my daddy has this thing about quote unquote, you know, he was gay and all that stuff. Nowadays, you know, nobody cares about that kind of thing. But, you know, they old school. So, it was always when he walk around with these pants with his butt out. You know, so they, they didn't let you listen to Prince, you know. So, we we couldn't fool with Prince. I didn't know what Prince had out till, till recently again when I got married. Well, it ain't recently. I got married a while ago. So, um, anyways, the Bad Album, he put me on to it. And one day I said, let me just go ahead on and listen to this thing down, you know. And my God, it is a complete album. It is it is beautiful. It has some Greg feeling games. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. The keyboardist, he need to be slapped. He need to be slapped for his work on this album. Um, that man played them parts, them keyboards, like it was nothing, you know, it's 87, you know, so it's still a lot of synth going on and a lot of that thing. So he was instrumental totally to this album. <clears throat> so without, let's, let's just get started. We're going to listen to a few things at a time because, you know, copyright, we can't play it all the way through. back and forth and then I noticed the, a pattern with this album that two and four that two and four is like locked in the pocket or pretty much every fast song on this album pretty much you know let me skip over two Greg's work. Right there, y'all. Listen to that. absolutely beautiful and whatever I don't know much about keyboards so that's not my thing I'm a flutist I am a classically trained flutist <clears throat> gosh I, I'm having some uh, allergy problems today so excuse me 
but the vel those floors in there oh my god oh my god I, I don't know what particular instrument he's you know using because i know they push certain buttons and they have their patches and what have you but my god and you know another thing i want to know about this album the production the project the production really on every michael jackson album um i forget the name of the guy because i read his book his producer, the guy who did engineered all his stuff and his sound and everything, he actually came out with a book. He didn't really talk about much, but I read it. And uh, he he was the one behind, you know, the sound. And the whatever he did to Michael's stuff, I mean, it has truly stood the test of time. You can listen to a lot of albums from 87. And even if they've been remastered or what have you, they don't sound current like his does they they don't sound they it, they have I, i'm not speaking to because this sounds like 87 but i'm speaking to the quality of of the album and when you listen to it it doesn't sound muffled it doesn't sound dated that that's quality mixing and quality production going on there And the video, y'all, y'all know the video was off the chain now. Y'all know it was off the chain. Y'all talked about Michael. Everybody had their little jokes or whatever, you know. But that video was off the chain. That that uh dance routine that they had and all those people. And then the boys was in the video. The boys was in the video. Like, y'all don't know about the boys. But child, the boys had us walking around with stockings on our heads. We had long hair. We was act me and my cousin. We was acting like we was going on dates. We had certain ones. Kyrie was mine. She had Hakeem. You know they they were they were the thing at that time. And he had them in the video. All right, so let's move on to the second track. they did like if you saw this is it the the different changes that they did when they do this live and they slow it down and different things uh they've really done a lot of different arrangements of that opening enough of that to be honest i did not really like that song and i i can listen to it now like if i'm saying i'm gonna listen to the bad from top to bottom it's not one that i skip you know i listen to it but back then i didn't like it again there's that weird relationship black people have with michael you know and and i 
even though he was like, it was not cool to kind of associate yourself with him, you know, like it was in the thriller days, but he was my boyfriend. <laughs> so I did not like him talking about some lady with high heels on. And then the video came out and this girl walking around and she all in Michael Jackson face like that ticked me off okay even as a six seven year old whatever i was i was mad about that i didn't like this song because of that all right so let's move on speed demon speed demon speed demon was big in moonwalker it was big in moonwalker it had that big long drawn out thing with the cartoon whatever clay characters chasing him and whatever so with all of that going on with that that being because it wasn't it didn't get radio play it didn't get radio play and it doesn't get radio play at all you know the way bad and the way you make me feel do so you kind of as a child you got lost in the cartoon situation of it all with speed demon and you didn't really listen to it but y'all this thing is funky it's funky like he is channeling we know mike love to channel james brown he has his james brown on a thousand on this one this is i mean it's one of them things that just have you with the you gotta you gotta squint your face up and just look ugly you know when you listen to this one but i'm gonna start it and i'm gonna i'm gonna do some moving around with it Here's that two and four again here. Syncopated rhythm there. Probably did it on the albums before this, but I didn't really pay attention like I did this one. Michael was laying them background vocals down on y'all ass. Okay. He <laughs> he was from the rooter to the tutor. Michael got it's about 30 Michaels back there talking about speed man. I mean, he is putting background vocals on y'all ass on this okay and i forgot to mention in the way you make me feel i think his sister or one of them was kind of mixed up in the background with that but this joker would i don't know how many tracks they had i don't know if they was like doubling tracks or whatever you know you had to be there in the mix to know all of that but um this joker was like laying down layer after layer after layer after layer of his own voice on on these very impressive all right i'm gonna skip on to the uh see what i'm saying the video was so goofy you didn't pay attention to it
come to bridge. as a grown-up, okay, a musician with, with music taste and someone that can listen to something. I I cannot write music. I'm not an arranger. I never caught on to that, okay? I smiled my way through the class, but I can hear, you can hear all those parts and you just sitting there like, damn, okay? So we're going to push forward, okay? So we got Liberian girls, or girl. I don't really like, I like it, but I don't, I don't know. It's weird to me. See, again, like I said, I don't like stuff when he be talking about other girls. <laughs> so it's like, I appreciate Liberian girl for its musical quality. It is the only one slow song on this album. I don't skip past. I listen to Liberian girl, but I'm just not... You know, I could take it or leave it. I could take it or leave it. Like, I just saw the video, like, last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even know it came out. I don't think it got a lot of airplay. 
But it's a it's a beautiful song. I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna put put that on it, but it's just not one of my faves. So I'm gonna push on. Next, just good friends, his duet with Stevie Wonder. Y'all slept on this too. We slept on just good friends. Just good friends did not come out as a single. You wouldn't know about it unless you listened to the album 100%. Uh, but it's a it's it's a bop. It sounds dated, yes. Um, um, um. There it goes. See, it's always at the right time. Let me tell you something. I died when I heard him say doggone lover. I died. The first time I heard that, I, I fell out laughing. voice to come in and feel that out. He got the bottom and the top on the layer. Good friend. Alright, then Stevie comes in and does it. just good friends i'm just saying y'all don't know about it now you know all right and then of course another part of me is just off the chain like it's it's just it's sickening it's sickening and uh the the aspect behind the captain eo aspect okay i never i i i was jealous of anyone who lived in california and was able to go see captain eo because i've never seen it and I knew there was not a chance in the world that I we'd ever go to California. Okay, I come from one of them kind of families, and we would be able to go and see Captain EO at Disneyland or anything. But because uh, we 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 didn't have it like that, that wasn't even something you even thought to ask for in our house. You know, go to Disney World? Are you crazy? 
So uh, I never got to see it. So I was not, another part of me, it got radio play. It really did, but it was more so known for the the Captain EO uh, situation. Two and four. We're taking over. Right there, that is the jam. But everybody know about that, okay? Then next, man in the mirror. You know, if it if it just happens to be on, of course I'm singing my heart out. But I skip it. I skip it when I'm listening because I, I don't be feeling like I want to be picked up. Like I don't feel like hearing all that. And then just start loving you. You know, again, it's uh, it's okay, but it's like you know, I I'm not a fan of slow music. I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out there. I am not a fan of slow music. I'm not. My husband, he was sitting here and play Barry White all day, followed by Jodeci. Follow, and I just be like, why? It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Like, why? Who wants to hear that? I love to hear music that is fast because I used to be able to dance before I got fat. All right. Dirty Diana. I know y'all going to take my, my black card from me. I I don't like it. Never liked it. And and I it may have something to do with the fact again it's a woman and you know I love me some Michael. We were supposed to get married, but it didn't happen. Okay, he never discovered me and found me. But I just didn't like it. I I don't know. I I it's a it's a huge song. A lot a lot of people love it, but it just wasn't my smooth criminal. I like smooth criminal, but I like the video more so better. You know what I'm saying? So I don't be just like sitting around like randomly. Oh shoot, let me listen to that goddamn smooth criminal. You know, and then leave me alone. Good feeling that. Well, you two and four of you. This is funky. This is funky. 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 Okay, layering again. Michael got range.
was out there doing that? Who was out there doing that? My, Michael. And people love to try to say, oh, Prince is so much more musical than Michael. Okay, first of all, what y'all don't understand is that Michael, he heard things. He, he, he wrote songs, like he heard things and he knew exactly how he wanted it to sound. So he would, he would wake up in the middle of the night and just have something in his mind that he heard. He's that type of person. He's a visualizer. Okay. He might not have played all the instruments or whatever. Okay. He ain't have to do all that. When you that talented, you ain't got to do all that. But he, he was a visualizer and he, and he was able to, he was able to, uh, put it out forth and his his vision out to his people and they were able to make it happen and he has the chops he has the range and the voice okay you can't tell me that by michael jackson but uh that's the end y'all the 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 album is like i say it's off the chain i mean it's it's timeless it really is it's timeless and i think it got slept on because of the thriller stuff I really do. I believe that the thriller thing was so big that bad got slept on. And so a lot of the things, you know, that good, nice stuff up in here did not get, you know, get as much fanfare as, as that, as that did. And my favorite songs on the album, Speed Demon, Just Good Friends, Another Part of Me, and Leave Me Alone. Those are mine. And I like bad, too. I like bad, too. But it's kind of corny, but I like bad, too. So, until next time, that is my music review. for my podcast to finally end thank you for spending time with me today or tonight whenever you've chosen to listen to it i want to shout out jamie jameson who put me on to this platform and showed me how to do this with my technical technologically deficient ass <laughs> um shouts out to Christy Walker, who also encouraged me to do this. She has her own podcast that I want to shout out, and it's called the HBCU Band Experience with Christy Walker. Shouts out to her for that. That's going very well for her. Uh, Just share my platform. Tell others about it. You know, uh, hopefully my days will get sunnier, uh, but you can see the way I light up. I I light up when it comes to music and and things of that nature. Uh, It just really, really makes me happy. All right, y'all. Y'all have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.